<sighs> Welcome to the Rough Draft Podcast, the only podcast that is completely non-threatening. Until now, we're doing a total brand overhaul and we're going edgy. The Rough Draft rebooted, but we wanted to be edgy about it, so we're just calling it Rough. This ain't your grandma's literary podcast. In fact, this isn't anybody's literary podcast. This month, we're focusing on horror, because Halloween's around the corner, so it's time to get spooky. We're going to talk about horror stories, classical terror literature, and we actually have an interview this time. I'm your host, Olivia, and remember, the scariest story of all is the society we live in. This is uh, Olivia from the Rough Draft Podcast, the official podcast of the York Review. I'm sitting here in the uh, um, the lobby of the Student Union at York College. I'm here with Cam. Oh, oh. hi. Yeah. Um, and we are just going to be interviewing people about horror and the, the genre today. So uh, it's pretty dead right now. Uh, I was here when a big wave of people just came on through. And uh, uh, went into the dining hall, so we're probably going to get a lot of people coming out. And we got four questions we're going to be asking people. Question number one, what's your favorite horror movie? I just saw, like, chapter two, It. I don't really know if that counts, but it was pretty good. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, probably. Uh, I have to go with Friday the 13th. Like, you got to go with the classics, you know what I mean? Probably just the Saw series. The Conjuring? And that was really good. I like the Insidious movies because, you know what, they're really well made. All-time favorite horror movie? All-time favorite. It's going to be John Carpenter's The Thing. Probably Insidious. Uh, Orphan. Favorite horror movie probably has to be The Shining. Amityville Horror. Okay. The Exorcist. Hmm, I don't really watch horror movies, but if I had to pick one, I'd say Get Out. Friday the 13th. Um, I haven't seen a lot, so I'm going to just go with the new It remake. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is one of the few I've actually watched. Okay. Uh, now, do you think it's scarier if a movie is realistic or supernatural? I think supernatural. Well, to scare me, probably realistic, but I think like the more mystical ones, like Stephen King, sometimes those, those are pretty pretty cool. I I feel like both can be utilized very well, so I can't say I would say one has an advantage over the other. Uh, realistic, because if they're su- supernatural, I know that it's not real. Realistic. 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 Um, I like supernatural things. Realistic. I like realism, but then also psychological horror as opposed to gore horror. If it's more realistic, like if it says like it's from a true story or based on it. Definitely more realistic. I don't care about supernatural stuff. Hmm, depends on what the end goal. If you're trying to get people aware of something, it has to be realistic. But if the goal is just to scare for entertainment, then it has to be supernatural. Realistic. Realistic. Um, I'm probably like realistic. What scares me is the anticipation of a scary thing happening rather than the actual scary thing happening. Last question, um, what's your favorite horror monster or villain? Probably just Jigsaw from Saul, even though he's not like a real like horror character, he like he puts fear into people's eyes. Does Dr. Frankenfurter count from Rocky Horror? I think so, but I, I mean, there's no rules. Okay, he counts, he's my favorite. All right, here we <laughs> are. Okay, cool. I'm gonna have to go with the alien from, from Alien. Jason. The Joker. The Wendigo. Probably a vampire. Hannibal Lecter. I'd have to say Hush or The Joker. Jason. I don't know. Hi, guys. Work for me? See, don't know a lot of 
movie monsters. Though I do want to say, just for the meme, the it monster. Yeah, <laughs> Pennywise. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just keep going with it. <laughs> Thank you for your time. But um, the thing is also very hilarious. The thing, yes. <laughs> All right, thanks. It's the guy from uh, Halloween. Mike Myers? Yeah, Mike Myers, because he's just a dude. Like, that's scary, man. Wow, hearing from all those different people <laughs> about their horror movies, that was really interesting. Right, right. We recorded that bit last... We recorded that bit before break, so I don't remember what anybody said. Not at all, but um, I think most of them, when we asked the question, um, what what's most scary, supernatural or realistic? Most of them did say realistic. Some of them had interesting answers like, you know... It's if they're going for this, it's supernatural. But if they're going yeah. for this, it's realistic. That that was cool to hear. Um, what do you think about that? My personal opinion. <laughs> um, realistic really do it for me. I, I'm I'm scared of mostly everything. So <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But yeah, if I'm looking for like probably more of a social commentary in the horror, like oh. Um, this is happening. Be scared of it. I like, guess. Like, like, get out. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah get yeah. out. You but know. I, my my thing is, I think realistic is like baseline scarier. Like, the worst realistic is scarier than the worst supernatural. Right. Did I say that right? The worst realistic is better than the worst supernatural. Yes, <laughs> uh, but the best supernatural is better than the best realistic. Right. Because uh, and, and and I think like one thing about that is like I, if I, if it's supernatural, I at least want it to be consistent and understandable. Because if you just do like, you know, oh, in the third act, the bad guy suddenly has the ability to teleport behind everyone and snap their necks. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. But if like. If it's something where, like, like uh, the alien from Alien has a very specific set of abilities that don't really change much, but those abilities are so well tuned to what it does and so like well thought out. If it, yeah, if it, it, it fits. Like, like the thing about how, like, oh, you thought it's it's a big thing, so they try shooting it, but then it's its blood is acid. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. That's scary because it has a counter move, right? And and that's like all established. That that that's that's my thoughts on it. But neither of us really do horror at all, which is great for this episode. I can't wait for next month when we do something like that. I like like we're doing sci-fi next month. I'm into sci-fi. Yeah, like sci- sci-fi. I'm more into sci-fi than horror. Yeah. Um. Although you know there are some pretty good like. Uh, um, fusions. Yes. Yeah, like Alien. Yeah. Since it's an Alien episode, baby. <laughs> That's all we're talking about. Um, and like, while we were out there uh, uh, interviewing people, just grabbing people, man, I do not know how you get people to stop for you. Oh my god. It's like, hey, do you want to... Oh, I'm, I'm eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I gotta... I don't have time. Yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, all good, all good. Um, because, you know, you feel bad because it's lunchtime. Right. But, like, like, honestly, I... 
During that, I was imagining the people who were, like, on the streets of, like, New York City, like, oh, doing man. campaign stuff and trying to get people to stop, and I'm like... They probably got cursed on a few times. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm surprised we didn't. Thank you. Thank, thank you, York people, for being <laughs> nice to say that. Yeah, um... The community of York College, they don't curse out the podcasters. Thank you. <laughs> you can you can put that one on the on the website GS. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. What else? Um Yeah, um we also uh you'll you'll hear this in a minute. Uh we did an interview with uh a professor here, uh Dr. Siegel. Dr. Siegel. Um, he's teaching a lit of terror class here at the college. Um, Cam, uh, how, how do you feel that went? Just sort of like to set up that interview. I'm just so glad that Dr. Siegel was actually into it. <laughs> I was into it too, but I'm really glad he was into it. It just felt like he actually, you know, elaborated on a lot of things that actually like an eye opener, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sat in on it. I didn't, you know, say anything, but like. Um, I thought it was really cool how he wasn't like, oh, what is this? What are you, what are you kids doing? Right. Because, you know, I, I, I have expected he, like, we've never interviewed anybody before, like, like for this podcast. Um, and I totally expected it, him to be, like, dismissive or whatever, because I've never met the guy. Right. But he was, he was super cool. Super cool, super cool. It's actually, stereotypically... For, for, you know, age gaps and all that stuff. Yeah, um, people his age tend to not like people our age. Tend, tend to, tend to hate them. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad we, uh, we made, we made it through that one. Yeah, um. Go Gen Z. Gen X. I'm, what, I'm, what are we? I don't know. Every, it's okay, like. Okay, generations are fake. Generations are fake. I can agree on that. Yeah, um, like, they're literally just labels, you know. Can agree on that. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> boomers. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to hear about a real horror story? Oh. <laughs> talk about the, talk about the economy. Talk <laughs> yeah. economy, that booms mess thing. You want to hear about a horror story? Talk about boomer memes on, like, on, like, Facebook and Facebook. stuff. Where it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Dad, I don't know how to c- click the book. <laughs> oh my man! God. All those comics are so funny to me because there's two jokes. There's um, the kids don't understand books, right. and I hate my wife. <laughs> that's the other half of it. Yes, yeah, it's right. like huh. it's like there's two jokes, but it just ad ad nauseum. There's the one where it's <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this one, but it was the one where like. Um, there's like a dad sitting down to like read his son a bedtime story, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the dad's like Jack and Joel went up the hill to fetch a pail of water, and the kid's right. like a pail of water. They should have been catching Pokemon creatures. <laughs> and next to his bed is his shirt that says "I heart Pokemon Go." It was it's so funny because it's like. Did you did you get the message across, bud? Did you yeah. did you write the comic you wanted to write? Um, there's another one where it's a bunch of kids. It, it's like the it's the Charlie Brown scene where all the kids are trick or treating and they're like, they're all holding their bags out and asking asking for stuff at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the, all the all the dialogue is like, 
Do you have anything gluten-free? Oh, do you have a vegetarian option? And it like goes on and go go so forth, and I'm like, are you really that mad that kids don't want to die from having allergies? Like, like, do you think, do you think allergies are a social problem, my guy? It's only when the next baby, whoa, I don't want to die. Oh man, back in my day, we ate peanuts and asphyxiated like men. Stirring up, <laughs> buying up, down. Uh, Builds character. <laughs> God. Yeah. So that's that's our horror story. All right. Let's 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 roll the interview with Siegel. Uh, God. Yep. Hi. This is the York College Rough Draft Podcast. I'm Cameron. I'm here with a special guest, Professor Siegel. How are you doing? Hi, Cam. Nice to see you today. That's good. That's good, sir. Um, Halloween's around the corner. Really, it's an excuse for adults to dress like kids, but you know, it's lovable. It's lovable. Um, I have to ask you a few questions. You, you're the um, professor of the Lit and Terror, right? I've been teaching that for a long time, even mm. when I was alive. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it's been a <clears throat> excuse me, a really popular course, and right. it's been a lot of fun to teach too. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, okay, the first question. And I actually do want to know this question is, what is horror and is it biased or subjective? That is. Oh, subjective or not. Actually, you can go back to, we were talking about this in class, the 18th century, mm-hmm. when essentially terror was what you felt when you thought something awful was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then horror is the experience of actually having it happen. Okay. But it's that idea of something uncontrollable, something maybe a little out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, what's horrible to one person might be suspense to another. But we know some things are pretty shocking. Yes. So terror is a preset to horror. Well, that's what they used to say back in the 18th century. And that's where we actually start the course, looking at one of the creakiest books you've ever read, The Castle of Otranto. But you can see in that book, done by an amateur, Mm. the beginnings of what we have today going on in 21st century horror or gothic, whatever you want to term it. Right. Um, to be scared or to be like in terror, horror, like really, uh, is that, is that like, <laughs> um, is it like relatable? Like, do you have to have past experience or is it just for, is it universal? Well, being scared, you know, something jumps out at you and goes boo <laughs> and you're going to react. I think what terrifies us partly is based on our culture, really. If we know that skeletons will hurt us, we're going to react to a skeleton. If we think they're just a biological fact, no, we're not. So to that extent, a lot of what scares us is probably cultural. Culture. But I think certain things scare almost everybody. Right. Mortality, death. Mm. That's something that keeps recurring in all kinds of terror. And certainly nobody is really appreciative of it. I think it was Woody Allen who said, uh, when death comes, I don't want to be there. And if a lot of us feel that way, and think how much of the things that show up in horror literature in general have to do with avoiding death or coming back from death or somehow transcending mortality. And of course, in literature, we can control it. Well, I'm terrified of clowns. That's the one thing I'm there terrified of. There you go. <laughs> well, there's a new movie coming out, too, that typifies that we have uh, with the, the Joker coming out. Right. Mm. Why do people find like horror like so it like you know pumped <laughs> up like oh, i'm ready to get scared let's get scared why do people find it i don't know why do people jump off bridges with bungee cords and 
Why do they ride Ferris wheels? I think part of the answer is kind of a nervousness, but overcoming something that frightens us. When I'm reading a book, I know it's going to end somehow, and I'm still going to be here. When I look at something horrible taking place, there's either going to be an explanation, or I'll be left with something ambiguous that I can think about. But I'm going to be okay. Imagine if those things that we read about actually happened to us. Imagine if somebody showed up at your doorstep with two long teeth looking at your neck. You know, you could be, if you knew the culture of it all, you'd be upset. But when it happens in a film or in a book, we're distant. We're not right there in the work. Right. Oof. Another thing I would like to know is, you know, you talk about horror and all that stuff. Is it such thing as like, can somebody do a horror wrong? Can it be like a bad horror? Like, oh, that's corny or, oh, I didn't get <laughs> scared. You, know? oh, you can overdo it. Hmm. We're reading something today about a woman who kills her infant child. And the motivation really is she has been led astray. She's cheated on her husband and poisoned people. She's not a nice person. But in the end of it, she talks about hurling the baby around and around until it's smoking brains splattered on her. Well, that's pretty horrible no matter what. It's repulsive. And then being repulsive isn't always hard. You can have something just for shock, but it's not horrible because the next time it happens, it won't scare you. So it's all kind of subjective. Yeah, it's very off-putting. Um, is there a difference between terror and being shocked? Like, for example, a jump scare, you come out, boo. Is that the same thing? Yeah, I think terror kinds of builds. We know something's out there. We know we don't have the ability to control it, whether it's a vampire or an artificial human being or creatures from another planet. And to that extent, that, that's, I think, the horror of it. And shock can be something that you're suddenly not expe expecting. I mean, shock is riding in an airplane when the window blows out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is shocking. Um, another question, probably the last one, is... The horror genre had been out for centuries. You said um, vampires, gothic, mm -hmm. everything. And I would like to know, has it changed overall? And have it changed for the better or for the worse? Well, the better or worse is kind of hard to deal with because this is so much a part of popular culture. Right. What is our culture today? What do we expect? What do we accept or not accept? But obviously it's gotten a little smoother for one thing. In the novel I was talking about, The Castle of Toronto, we have giant pieces of anatomy all over the house from a giant who's connected with some kind of a prophecy. And today that all seems kind of laughable. But other things I think do persist. Fear of being in a closed room with no escape. People actually make money from that now with these escape rooms. Fear of being mistaken for dead. Certainly that still goes through. We have early tales of being buried alive and unable to move a muscle. And today, imagine that happening where you were confined. People are still claustrophobic. So I think some of the themes that are universal continue. And the ones that are cultural, they may not. And of course, that means we have new things today. What happens if we create a creature that we can't control? Today, we can actually do that, with genetic engineering. So it's not Frankenstein. But in contemporary thought, it's still there. 
especially with a younger audience. I feel like they're not scared no more of like the traditional, hey, I'm a monster, I do things. It, it got to be more like psychological. I don't know why that is. Oh, yeah, psychology is a large part of it. Why does somebody do these strange things? Suppose you can't understand someone mm. who goes around killing teenagers who want to hide behind the chainsaws, I think. I, I saw one insurance commercial recently. <laughs> Wow. Um, I'm going to wrap it up, but I would like to know, what is your favorite horror novel or movie? Just personally. Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I kind of enjoy the old 1897 Dracula because it picks up on some traditions that I study. But it gets retold again and again. If you look at it today, it's getting along as a minority in Louisiana <laughs> in one version, or it's being friends with everybody, having good and bad vampires. It gets changed around, but the basic idea is still there. I think the other thing that occurs to me is what happens when we take any work of literature and change it into a different medium. Mm. Think how much of what we've read has begun with a legend or a myth, and then it goes on to a book. And suddenly the book has become what? A play, a movie, TV show, or a video game. Mm. Just like some of these monsters, horror keeps changing. Or keep changing. Um, I would like to thank you for coming out. I really do appreciate that. I've enjoyed talking with you a lot, Cameron. Thank Thanks you for so having much, me. Doc, uh, Professor Siegel. Rounding out this episode, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to Shaggy, Jeff Goldblum, and 21 Savage. Give a shout out to our editor, Aaron, and our interview manager, Cam. Our next episode on science fiction will be coming out on November 5th, which is two weeks away. I've been your host, Olivia, Laura Mipsum, and always remember to be the best you that you can reasonably afford to be in the current economy. Take care, and write on. <laughs>